Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. listening to the urban sports scene we're also part of amplifier media at ampiremedia.com i'm wole and i'm joined by my co-host ray what's going on ray college basketball my guy hey listen i'm just i know you can't basketball. see my shirt got what the hbcu shirt on baby oh what you get that from what you, you get when you get that Bro, you've seen it before, man. I actually. Have you, I why you give me one in, bro? Tomorrow I seen I got, it before. I, I got you, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, what's the junk you got from? Uh, I didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't get it at the Miak tournament. No, but I got not it the Miak. You get it before the Miak. But but, but the girl had a stand there. Yeah, that yeah, has yeah. The, yeah, the, the business, man. She, you know, she hooked up with Mark Cuban on the, mm-hmm. on that show. So she doing big things, man. Shout out to to Tones and Melanin, bro. Yeah. I need to get something from them too. Some more stuff. But yeah, man. HBCU basketball. All, all college basketball starting. Howard looking good out the gates, looking mm-hmm. like they might be front runners in the MEAC. I know Norfolk look good as well, so it's going to be yeah. fun. The same top two teams <laughs> looking real good this season out the gates. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, we can't be remiss, man. Shout out to uh, prayers out to Destiny Howell from Howard, uh, Howard Basketball. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Basketball team. She tore ACL. Like, I, I still think she's going to have a bright future. Um, she can bounce back from the ACL, so uh, uh, prayers oh, out to her. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, – I mean, like I, we said this before on the show, man. She's a she's one of them when it comes to scoring. And if you look at some of the scout, I mean, out of some of the draft uh, drafts out there in the WNBA, she's on she's on some lists. She's on some mocks. Um. Oh yeah, I'll be I'll be at Howard actually tomorrow mm-hmm. for their women's game, and of course Destiny won't be playing. But Coach Grace, I feel bad for her. Shout out to her, Coach Ty Grace, because she's dealt with injuries the past couple seasons, mm-hmm. man, major ones, and this is probably the biggest blow that she's probably felt, but. She's an excellent coach, and I think that she's confident she can get that group rolling. So, yeah, appreciate the shout-out to Destiny and the Howard program. Even though we're UMES alum, we still we still got we, love for y'all. Even though Wale was, was mad after that game last season. But I, was, no, I, was, I, but I was mad, but I'm mad that she, I'm mad that the young ladies hurt. I mean, I'm Oh, no doubt, her, man. So. Listen, you want you want to see people like yeah. her succeed because she's so, yeah. she's so talented. But also – as a competitor, I'm sure the other schools want to play against a the best. Howard. You want to be Howard when they're their best. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I totally agree. So, yeah, shout out to her. Prayers out to her. The rehab is going to be real, but I, I am confident that she's going to bounce back. I am so confident in that. Um, I mentioned Amplifier Media. Amplifier Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Kime Report, hosted by ESPN Washington Commanders insider John Kime, and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today insider Mike Jones. And you can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the urban sports scene. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. And wherever you're watching this, go to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel and subscribe. Don't forget to hit us up on X at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on IG at Urban Sports Scene and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Hey, also join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene Sports Bloggers, Sports Podcasters, and Sports Debates. And then check out the Urban Sports Scene versus Football Garbage Time Challenge. Just go to www.footballgarbagetime.com to see the Urban Sports Scene versus Football Garbage Time Challenge. By the way, we got the Survival League with them, and I, I did win it, by the did way. Did you win it? Wong. Yeah, I did win that league, but I haven't seen a, a post on X. Oh, they didn't give you your flowers? Now. They dirty. They, no, they always call you out when you're losing. They call you out when you're losing. They hating. If, if that was him that won, we would have already Bruh. been receiving DMs and tweets Bruh. and all this stuff. So I'm going to call Preach. them out because you know we're going to get that, that. You know we don't get that that reminder. Hey, send me your picks. Yeah, I yeah. want to get some acknowledgement, like Roman Reigns, baby. Acknowledge, acknowledge me. 
Acknowledge Ray. Not only acknowledge, acknowledge Ray. There you go. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge That's Ray. It. But check check out the picks. Everybody's doing pretty well. Well, Lay, you still down bottom, but you I'm know cool, I like your picks though because you're a betting man. You're a gambling guy. Yeah, I just don't be caring. That's the problem. Some I need to care more. But do some I have people they they coming at me, Ray. Just like you, you're right. When they when you up, they don't be saying nothing. But when I'm down, they be they be trying to call me out on these little chats in within the football garbage time, urban sports scene challenge chat chat joint. So it is what it is. I get it. Give me while I'm down. When I'm hot, y'all don't want to see me. Y'all, y'all don't. Y'all want to see me. But anyway, <laughs> Will T would normally say this. Let's get into our tradition, the pregame. Here's what we have on tap. We'll talk about the commanders defeating the, the New England Patriots at and their upcoming game against the Seattle Seahawks. Chris Powell, host of Couch Coach Live, will join us to, for some commanders talk. We'll talk about the, the Wizards' performance in the um in the NBA. Uh, in-season tournament and also we'll talk about Jordan Poole's play finally at 845 we'll talk about James Harden uh b- being traded to the LA Clippers and we'll discuss if they're really threats to go to the NBA finals uh but first as I mentioned before let me uh introduce our guests I want to play this I want to play a clip with a clip with a minute all right so our guest is host of of couch coach live I want to introduce my man Chris pow to the set man what is going on chris man what's going on fellas how y'all doing you good man glad to have you on my man glad to be here man absolutely that's what's up man before we get started man um we know we've had you on before but we had you on our audio version of the show but can you let our our viewers know about uh, uh couch coach live yeah man so couch coach live is um you know a show that you can uh, check out, um, and actually, we normally do it on Wednesdays at eight o'clock. So, I thought that's, so. That's how I made sure. I thought so. Oh, we here, yeah. So. so, we do that. <laughs> so, pretty much, it's, it's we just talk about everything in the world of sports going on that week, and um, mm-hmm. just, you know, good, good, good show. We just, you know, just lighthearted. We're gonna hit you with the, the analysis, like, talk about it. We're gonna, you know, mm-hmm. just an enjoyable time. You'll mm-hmm. be entertained, a little bit of laughter, and all. And also, my co host, uh, Malway, is well on there. So, Definitely check us out. Um, website couchcoachlive.com. We're on Twitter, AKX. Uh, all that's pretty much social media, Couch Coach Live. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Man, we're, we're glad to have yeah, you bro. on, man. <clears throat> Appreciate yeah. you because you joined all Burgundy and Go Everything. Actually, well, that's what he came on. If you remember that, yeah, yes. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. That's season true. debut, yeah. season debut 2021. We played the, yes, the Chargers. Yes. Oh, my man. My <laughs> man. It's yes. good to have you back. Yes, it's been yes. a minute. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, yeah. while you're back, bro, it's a couple people that ain't back, and that's Chase Young and Montez Sweat. They are gone. <laughs> both <laughs> both traded. Montez Sweat with the Bears now got a nice deal, and Chase Young is with the 49ers. Um, after the trade, the Commanders were able to bounce back. Of course, defeat New England, man. What was your thoughts on that performance, bro? Um, yeah. I mean, you just look at it. Um, you know, I know a lot of people will look at this. As far as was New England, but it's, it's a professional football team. These are teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, these they, these grown these grown folks. These these <laughs> men. Right. These men playing football. They, they got they got wives and children. They got they got mouths to feed. <laughs> I love so, it. So, <laughs> hey, you know, it is. But I um I loved it. I love you know the resilience of this team uh, fighting back because it was a lot of moments and you know as far as and, and I know Wale, we go back and forth social media or sometimes you're like mm-hmm. it's something about this team that just make you you. you 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 want to say bad stuff, but then they do something that make you be like, okay, false alarm. But uh-huh. um, I think you know a great win. Um, you know, obviously, you look like the player Sam Howell. You know, and I was very impressed by what he did because um, normally they always say when Bill Belichick go against his, you know, if you play Bill Belichick the first time, oh, he's gonna school you. But uh-huh. Sam Howell, he he he. I mean, I know we close to Thanksgiving, but he coughed up. Uh, Bill Belichick in that defense. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's, it. it's kind of one of those where I'm, you know, it, it kind of gives you some hope. I mean, obviously, like you said, the trades, um, you know, losing two guys, and that's one thing with it. You know, we understand it's a business of it, but these are two to me, two good young men. You know, obviously, you know how you know you cover the commands as well, mm-hmm. and you get to know these guys. You know, obviously, you look at like Chase, homegrown talent from the DMV. Mm-hmm. Um, he do you know him battling injuries, and we know, you know how it was tough for him to essentially kind of get off the, um, you know, stand mm-hmm. on the field with his injury concerns. So you always wanted him to kind of bounce back, and then you look at what Montez, Montez, even though he was a first round pick, um, you seen you know his growth, and then you know obviously, um, 
the tragedy that happened in his life a few years ago and him kind of bouncing back, you know, because, you know, mm-hmm. what what happened, you know, a few years back to him, it could could demoralize even the most uh, to anybody. So for him yeah. to kind of come back, and those are the kind of stories where you look at and it's like, you're happy for him, you know, doing that thing. And, you know, I know it wasn't, you know, I knew the unit wasn't going to be there the whole entire time, you know, as far as what we got. I knew we there was going to be a, a quote-unquote casualty. Mm-hmm. As far as some, you know, somebody not being here, I didn't think both of them was gonna get traded, mm-hmm. but I mean, it is what it is. But we get that Friday pick, so I think that's a that's I think we get that Friday pick, you know, say so the second round Bears pick, which is gonna pretty, mm-hmm. pretty much be that you like know first one of the first first round pick. So we'll get some great value if whoever's gonna be here, <laughs> <laughs> you know, who, you know, hey, who, you um, already know, right? And and whoever <laughs> can can you know. Get that talent, you know. Maybe you know that'd be worth as well. Are uh, you listening to the Urban Sports Scene? We're joined by Chris Palvin, Co- Cowboys Coach Live. And bro, you mentioned Sam Howell already. Mm-hmm. Threw for three hundred twenty-five yards against the Patriots and a touchdown. He's getting a lot of love on the national media scene. Yep. Second in the league in passing. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is not playing as well without Eb as his OC. Mm-hmm. And now it looks Preach. as though Preach it looks right. as though. Sam Howe could get not just himself the bag, but he could also get EB the bag as well. <laughs> What's your thoughts about Sam Howell and his play, man? Assessing for us, bro. I told y'all. I told. I'm telling you. I've, I've been Look, my man confident. I told y'all. And I, I told y'all, and, <laughs> I, and, I, and it's funny because it's like I, I'm telling you. I remember we drafted him in two, last year. In my apartment, I guarantee. I bet my neighbors heard me scream. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm a I'm a University of North Carolina football fan, so it's mm, like I've followed him yeah. since oh, he's been in high school. Okay. So I followed him since he's about 16, 17 years old. Mm. And you know, people when people asking me about Sam Howell this year, like I said, I said he was he's cerebral. He's a guy that's gonna never quit because he we we seen instances. I know there was a game against Florida State that we played a few years back. We were getting our tails kicked in, but Sam mm-hmm. Howell he he didn't have no emotion. And it, mm. to me, I was like, that sticks out because you know, you get your tail kicked. You're at a point. I know, be human. I like, look, it's time to worry about dinner. But he's <laughs> focused, essentially, <laughs> on the game, and he I stayed focused. And and yeah. he took the beat, and he took a lot of hits in that game. I remember one time he threw a pick six, but he came back and he battled up. Dude is tough. He don't have no emotion. That's good for this type of team and this franchise. And I like, he's. What I what I thought he was going to be, I mm-hmm. I knew there was going to be some growing pains. Like I think like that Patriots one, because I even think thought about it like early in the year. Mm-hmm. There's going to be points where once Sam gets acclimated, he's going to get greedy, and that mm-hmm. that play against New England was indicative kind of uh-huh. somewhat the greediness that he have. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I I expected Sam Howell to be this way. I mean, he did this three years at UNC. So you like yeah. I told you so. You I told you so type of person. Yep. <laughs> I mean, not really, but it's just one of those ways. Like. Because I think a lot of people had doubt in him. And I think that's where, you know, it because, you know, because people can say such and so, but it's like, you know, people say, well, how do you know this about Sam Howell? Because people question me and, yeah. you know, counter him. I'm like, well, I've seen him play since he was in high school. So mm-hmm. it's like, there's nothing new. Like, you know, you know, even though it's a new level, but that's just his personality. That's how he's been since I think I followed him like maybe like 2018, 19, right around that time period. He's been that way. No, he, I mean, he is. I think well, I love, I love about Sam Howe. I, I do want to ask you, so well, before I get into my, my thoughts on Sam Howe, so he's always been this cool, calm, and collect, even from the good or bad. Cause it's just to me, what I like about him, and I know many people have said it, so I don't want to be super redundant, but when he throws a pick, yeah, he's pissed, but it's like the same. It's the same energy you get as, as if he scored. He threw he threw a touchdown. Like it's not like he gets too yeah. high or too low in in the situation. So he's always been like that from you following since high school to Carolina. He's always been that way. Yeah, and for the most part, that's one thing I liked about it because, like I was telling people, you know, it's a stark difference than what we had almost a year ago, where we had a quarterback that just signed with the LA Rams. That would have a temper tantrum mm, and have the mental oh, yeah. outburst. Though, and, and I think when when uh, when he when Tray- Trayvon Diggs picked him off, I think he almost damn near broke a tablet. So it's like <laughs> to a point where you, you're not gonna have that. You're not gonna have like Sam Howell throwing a tablet. Like I said, if he throws a tablet, mm-hmm. we we all in trouble because we all you know it's it's, mm-hmm. it's it's it may be the end of the world if you see yeah. Sam Howell break a tablet. 
That's crazy. We, I, I again, that's what I like about uh, Sam Howard. It's like his temperament. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like you know, obviously, to me, it shows you. It shows you a lot where he had that like that quote unquote bonehead uh play where he threw the interception in the back of the end zone when they had an opportunity to score points uh in the red zone touchdown or field goal before the half and to come back for any young for most young quarterbacks when you have a play like that that can follow you in the second half and it didn't like he erased it like it was like okay we back to business like we're still in the game yes i messed up but i can i'm still i'm still good enough i still have, i still have faith in this team faith in eb faith in the receivers to go back to go in there and make plays and take this lead and win this football game. And it and we've seen it. We've seen in the past with other quarterbacks. I said this on our um all burgundy gold postgame show. Like we've seen other quarterbacks um who are now one of the top quarterbacks in the league here, even Kirk Cousins, he would throw a pick and then that would be get another pick. And then and you could see him stressing off that one pick. Um we've seen that with 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 multiple quarterbacks here. And Carson Wentz, you just named Taylor Heineke, you name like those individuals do a lot of picks. But when but for this kid, he doesn't just when he throws a pick, he learns from that mistake and he doesn't let it follow him. But also he plays at a higher level with it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know what? I made I've made this mistake, but I'm that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna make a play. I'm gonna make a play to, for my team. Uh, my man, uh, Dejanu said, uh, that trade is, is good to have. You see it when he makes mistakes. Uh, he he just comes back out and then acts like nothing happened at all. Like, hey, go ahead. And he's starting to win the roster over. Y'all heard John yeah, Allen basically yeah. saying this dude yeah. is a franchise yeah. quarterback. And yeah. Washington yeah. needs a franchise quarterback so yeah. bad. Yeah, they're calling he's him. that guy. Yeah, definitely calling him him. So yeah. it's it's pretty cool, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said I did that, right, Ray? I did there. Yeah, you see what I did there. All right, so, you know, you mentioned Ray mentioned Chase Young earlier. Um, he had, he, I mean, he had a lot. This he was at Niners camp, Niners press conference like last week. He had a lot to say about this Washington Commanders organization. We're gonna play that clip right now. It's gonna be about a you know three three minute clip. We're gonna play that right now. You get a heads up that uh, that the trade could occur, and what, what was your reaction when it finally went down? Now, honestly, I got everything on social media, just like you guys. Um, because you know I'm just playing my game and. It happened. I wasn't mad. <laughs> it's like, nah, nah um, you know, Nick Nick is here. Um, you know, always been a big brother to me, um, even at Ohio State. Um, you know, I'm just stepping in here for, you know, today. Um, got in here last week. Um, just the culture, um, the vibe um, is a lot different, um, you know. I definitely know that I'm 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 in the build with winners. What's been your early impression of Chris Kasurik and Daryl Tapp working with that D line group? Oh, I love it. Um, <clears throat> getting coached hard every day. Um, the intensity. Um, he has that. That's what everybody keeps telling me about. He he's so intense. Um, and I love it. You know, I love to be um, coached hard. Um, you know, and that's just gonna make me go harder. Talk about a change in culture from where you were before. How can you tell that so soon? Just the players, um, the spirit in the locker room, the spirit of the coaches, um, you know, it's just different, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like a kind of that, that same thing at Ohio State where it's like you're expected to win and it's just like that vibe of we're going to win, you know what I'm saying? So it definitely reminds me not Ohio State, but obviously it's NFL, um, these are grown men, so. Um, I'm just excited to, uh, you know, be blessed to, um, with the opportunity to be um, this franchise. And the 49ers from afar, obviously, they've been deep in the playoffs. I'm sure you probably have watched them, seen them a little bit on film because you don't play them a lot. But the expectations you've had before getting here and now being amongst the guys, and I haven't played a game, but, but has anything changed or affirmed what you thought before about the Niners? The culture. Um, I see why they win. Um, just the details of uh, each play, the details of my assignment, uh, much more greater. Um, so I, I see why they win. I understand why you would say you weren't mad about being traded here, but there's another part of you as a competitor, like, you're going to trade me? Nah, everything, every, uh, God has a plan. You know, I wouldn't even say, I know, I know who I am. I'm a competitor, um, you know. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm going to compete. You know, I don't know what they're doing over there. Um, that's over my head. I'm just going to be Chase Young, and I'm going to compete to the best I can. 
Man, Chase had a lot. Oh, Chase had a lot to say. And he still, you heard he said psych, psych, nah. Like he a PG dude. Like psych, nah. <laughs> Chase is definitely from PG County. You can't even hide that one, bro. Oh, so I'm gonna start with you. Uh, I'm gonna start with you, uh, uh, Chris. Your thoughts about you know his comments and some of the things that stood that stood out to you. I mean, at the end of the day, is he lying? He's not. And, and, and honestly, I mean, it does kind of. You don't want to hear that, up. but it's, it, people want to hear right. it. But I, I'm with you. Go ahead. It does suck that hey, he found out on social media that he got traded. That's the only yeah. part I didn't have. I have an issue with, but I mean, he's right. I mean, you know, and and he goes to a team like he said, San Francisco has been successful. They made deep runs in the playoffs. You know, in this you know in this Cal Shanahan era. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like he said, the, you know, the, the winning coach now, especially now he's coming to a team where he, like he said, he understood, he understand why this team is good because now you're looking at, best they're pissed off after losing three straight football games where, mm-hmm. you know, as far as we know the tenor and the mood when we lose, it's not as profound like in other locker rooms. But it, it, what he says, no lie. And then, you know, this is going to show you when we wake up on January 8th and everybody's gone, you know, mm. so. It, it is what it is. I mean, it's, yeah. I have a question for you, bro. And Wole, of course, you can answer as well. Yeah. When he talked about culture, and I like, of course, that he referenced Ohio State. He referenced winning programs. Yeah. And that's cool and all. But I think about, and we're old enough to remember, when Warren Sapp and Simeon Rice and that group, Derek Brooks, John Lynch, they changed the culture of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. I wonder if Chase could have been more of a leader in that regard, showing up for all-season workouts, and doing more to try to make Washington a winning culture versus, I mean, doing what's easy, in my opinion, and bashing yeah. a franchise that everybody kind of beats up on. But I think he could have did a little bit more. You know I'm a Chase guy yeah, all day yeah. long. I'm yeah. not trying to criticize. What I'm saying is I get the shots. I understand yeah. it. But at the same time, bro, I feel – and you got to make your money. Go get your money, bro. I'm not yeah. mad at you about that. But I feel as though just looking at B-more, looking at Tampa, those situations, these players – they helped to turn around the culture even more than the coaches did in my eyes. I think it's a little different in this aspect. I mean, when you had Tony Dungy that helped that process, I know Warren Sapp initially wasn't happy in Tampa because he was sick of losing <laughs> himself. Then you got Tony, yeah. it was different. So, and then you got, and then you added in the element for Chase, he playing at home. So there is like, to your point, raised that immaturity and that home element, right? But I do mm-hmm. think there is a little bit different, like how you say, like everybody, changing the culture because truth be told yeah we mentioned the great young players and they stayed there and they did good work with Derek Brooks Warren Sapp um really it was Derek Brooks Warren Sapp and John Lynch those are like the three individuals that really was that started that whole pro- pro- program changing that Ronde. whole program mm-hmm. and Ronde Barber too they changed and they got Simeon later right but they those three really changed and and Ron they changed the pro- they changed the whole program but truth be told it really changed when they brought Tony in the building like Tony Dungy that's when it really really changed right because you brought in a leader to kind of lead those young men. You know what I'm saying? Because at first they were like all that talent was was dwindling away. It wasn't doing what we see now. But once they got Tony, it was different. You can make again to your point. I think as a player, you have to have onus. You have to have onus of it. And Chase has that onus of it. To your point, Ray. Like, yeah, you could do a little bit more. Like you're the number two pick and the number the number two pick overall. And the team has pretty much showcased you as the face of the franchise, being a local kid, right? So yes. To your point, yeah, Chase could do a little bit more, but I do think that still the organization does play a part in that too. Like the coaching staff, Ron, like the producing the winning culture because Chase going to Chase going to Ohio Ohio State that was a winning culture, so he's spoiled, right? Just like the Bama kids, for a certain extent, are kind of spoiled, but it, it, they're different though. They're different makeup. Ohio State, then you come to Washington, your rookie year, you have some success. Your rookie of the year, you go to the postseason. So for you, it's totally like okay. I've had some success in the NFL. Then now you have adversity. You ain't not playing too well in your second year. Then you get it. Then you then you're knocked out with an injury for the whole year. An injury that some folks said you weren't going to come back from to be a, a decent player again. Now you're coming back, and then the culture in terms of the team culture is still the same old, same old. Like Ron is still dealing with same, the same, the certain some of the same things. Now you're looking at other coaches, like we mentioned San Francisco or whatever. Like, look how Kyle has changed that organization and changed the culture like that. You know what I'm saying? Now you're going into, for Chase, you're going to a culture just like you were in Ohio State. Similar, like, it's already well over machine. This is a this is a championship contender team. This is not even a playoff team. This is a championship contender team. This is something they're used to. You started off, you know what I'm saying? So now 
it's like it works out for him. So I think, yes, Chase could have took some responsibility, but I do think there is, to his point, and what he said in the presser, there is a different energy. Like, I know that people don't want to hear it because they're they're homers, but it's a different energy. You're going from a team that expects to win a Super Bowl. You're going from a team who doesn't, who's just trying to get to the postseason to a team who is who expects to win the Super Bowl. That's something he's used to. He went to Ohio State expecting to win a national championship. You know what I'm saying? And that his career was expected to win a national championship. If it wasn't a national championship, it wasn't that, that then they didn't achieve their goal. Regardless if it was a quote unquote a successful season for, for, for the outsiders, if they didn't win a national championship, that was a failure for them. Washington, it's a different thing. San Fran, it's, they're expected to win championships. Go ahead, Chris. Chris. You, you, go, ahead, go ahead, Chris. Yeah. So I think the thing is, and it's weird because I I seen, I thought, in my personal opinion, he was a catalyst of our culture in our 2020 run. Yeah, he was. I mean, yeah. And I, and I remember, you remember, I remember he got hurt, I think, when we went to Cleveland. And I remember he had the groin injury. And I like, and I just seen him, like, pepping up guys and, and even, you know, God rest his soul, like, Delayed Dwayne Haskins after you know yeah. he threw a few interceptions, kind of you know get them straight and getting them all situated, and then we're making plays. So I was like, I love that because I I always like seeing when guys can't be on the field. What what, how, what what are they doing? You know that's out there. So he was really engaged and all that. And then even when it when it switched to Taylor Heineke, you know he you know doing his thing. And then I remember when you know he when we when the playoff game against Tampa, you know he's the one that's like you know. Putting behind the, the key, like looking, yeah. at, you know, reading his jersey, you know, after we, you know, at the yeah, after we thought that, you know, we had that 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 um the touchdown run against um when he ran it in against Tampa Bay, yeah, and yeah, and I thought like he was the one, and like you said, and that's where pair him up with the Alabama boys, with you know, with Deron and John, yeah, you know, twenty twenty, you know, two years ago, I was like, hey. I'm, not to quote the Bruce Allen, but the, the culture's damn good over here. If, you know, that was, that was, <laughs> you know, that was, that was a thought, you know, but, yeah. you know, but it, you know, and, it, and it's now has just went kind of downhill, you know, like you said, ever since that ACL injury, it has, it has changed, you know, and, and yeah. um, we got it late in 2021. So, yeah. Real quick, I just want to say, I agree with, with you, Wole, in the sense that you do have guys who were successful in college. He just mentioned the Bama Wall. Guys yeah. who were used to winning. Yeah. Ohio State, Alabama, Mississippi State. You got these guys coming from these conferences that are known for winning football in college. And then you come to an organization with two defensive-minded coaches. And for some reason, you cannot turn around a culture. That's extremely frustrating. But I still think these players maybe could have stepped it up a bit. Although, I like what you said. Sean Taylor was so dominant when he was here. And he had gives now. Now, yes. uh, mind you, but he was so yeah. dominant that he he helped to change the call just by his play on the field. He didn't have to say a whole lot. So yeah. I think players do have some responsibility, but I totally agree with you guys. No doubt. Yeah, so, I just feel like it's a mixture of both. Like you don't players can't change the culture if you don't have the coaches to change the culture. You know what I mean? Like like you can name all these. We can name a bunch of great players, but who? What's the what's the what's the like what's the common denominator with it? Like yeah. for instance, man, I think I think Aaron Donald is a player who changes culture. But Aaron Donald, but who helped Aaron? Who really helped change that Rams culture, though? Sean McVay. You know what I'm saying? Like, but Aaron Donald's been in before Sean McVay. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are Jeff players, I, huh? <laughs> yeah, he had Jeff Fisher. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just being culture. Like, I feel like yeah, players can set the culture as leaders. Like, for instance, I think Jonathan Allen's a guy. Like, to you, to your point, Ray is a guy who, who's who has that 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 aura about him right but has he changed the culture in terms of what it is has the culture truly changed because again the coach hasn't matched up with the player you know what i'm saying so yeah i would uh, put with uh jay joe said i would have kept sweat to be honest but she she, she not for <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah man that's a uh, i like montez man i'm glad you gonna get the money i'm gonna tell you that, like well, montez, well, well hey jay i appreciate you to your yeah. point that is a shift in culture because when Snyder yeah. was really in his bag he was throwing he's gonna get everybody. that money he's gonna get that money so, right so there has yeah. been a culture shift to, in that regard i would never regard with jay yeah. On that one. yeah i will i totally agree with that totally agree so um to, like so i like not having chase not having montez you know he mentioned montez um in terms of last sunday did you see a drop off and play with that defensive line without those two stud defensive ends. 
Yeah, I mean, you look at it. Yeah, Don't I mean, tell folks out there it, on social media, they hate, they hate this, they hate to hear that. It, but it's <laughs> obvious. I mean, you got a guy like a Mac Jones that essentially is a statue. Yeah. So it's like you only you got zero sacks. I think one QB hit. So mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, it's 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 simple. I mean, you know, especially you know, it it did happen. You know, that's mm-hmm. one thing where, you know, you're gonna lose cash, like you said. We just we get rid of a guy that was worth a hundred million dollars on on a free market. Yeah. You're gonna lose that production, and I, I mean, that's and, and it's gonna happen. I think that was expected. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think we were gonna have like, you know, two and a half or three sacks, nothing. No, I mean, it's, it's you know, and, and I like Casey Tuhill and Jay Smith Williams, but but let's be real, we lost mm-hmm. Chase and Montez. We lost, you know, so it's gonna happen. It's no. like you said, it's okay. No, I agree. Right. Yeah, like you said to the fans, you know. Yeah. No, I agree. No, it's it's wild because I had some people on social media saying, like, I saw more pressure. I was like, what did you watch? Like, I was literally like, I mean, not and it take your biasness alone away from it. Like, what did you watch? Like, there was again, there's more pre there were more pre- it was more pre. I mean, you saw more pressure against mobile quarterbacks than the, than the statue in Mac Jones. You know what I mean? Like, I'm to be honest with you, this game lined up. For Washington to have the most sacks they've had all season in one game, New England had a bad O line and a and a quarterback who's not mobile, and they were eight, like you said, they had probably. I mean, one sack was taken away. KJ Henry, that was a sack they took that. Away. Yeah, yeah, KJ. Um, yeah, but right. to your point though, they, it wasn't like that. Dude, Mac Jones had nothing but nothing but time in the um in the pocket. So yeah, I do think it was a drop off. But I, to to my man Jay, like Jay Jones' point, we just played better on the back end. Finally, I agree. I think that's what was better. Like the yeah, back end was pretty was was solid. Like you know what I'm saying. So it wasn't that like the front the front four didn't bring any true pressure, but the back end was definitely solid. So I definitely agree with Jay. Like I definitely agree with Jay. So, yeah. but yeah, I thought it was, there definitely was a slight drop off. But in terms of the young dude, rookie cornerback Emmanuel Forbes got his he got his spot back. Uh, rookie safety Quan Martin had uh, had the game ending interception. What were your thoughts on the young players who got the opportunity Sunday as a whole? What were your thoughts on them? Um, I loved it. Like you said, going back to Emmanuel Forbes, you know, it's it's tough to have a situation that he that he went through. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, this whole, you know, you know, and it's tough to, you know, you lose your confidence. And I think he had a situation where, you know, things didn't go right for him, but he kind of got himself back in the lineup. Uh, definitely have for him. And definitely and for Quan, I think that was such a great moment for him, you know, mm-hmm. especially battling injuries throughout this whole season. So for him to get that opportunity and hit that get that game winning interception, um, you know, great. And then you look at it, we talked about KJ Henry, even though he didn't he didn't rest a sack, which mm-hmm. that's here nor there, but yeah, I mean, he got that. there. And then even you look at guys like Chris Rodriguez making a, a great play on special teams. And um, so it's um it's encouraging. I think you you know, especially when uh, you really hasn't had it like as far as when it comes to a rookie that has stood out. Mm-hmm. But you know, in this in this performance, um, you know, a couple of guys did stand out. Man, here's why I love doing the show, man. Well, lay the points you made, Chris, the points you made. It is a great segue to what we're about to talk about now because you talk mm-hmm. about culture and coaches. Yeah. Pete Carroll is the the poster boy of that. That brother knows right. how to win. He's doing big things with Geno Smith, who many wrote off. As we talk about players who have been written off, kind of like Chase Young at one point when he was injured, was written off. Geno Smith was that way. Geno Smith ended up getting almost knocked out by one of his teammates. It didn't look good for him. But now, all that's in the past. I, I, I'm not trying to clown him, but you hey, not, he, I know. he lucky. He is lucky uh, that didn't happen sooner because it would have been a camera in there. TMZ would have had that thing. Man, anyway, what? What? Uh, Pete yeah. Carroll, for real, Pete Carroll is somebody who he knows how to win. He knows how to motivate players. He knows how to use all of his pieces, no matter how talented they may be. And the Washington Commanders traveled to Seattle to play the Seattle Seahawks, who I think are around five or six-point favorites. I don't know the betting line, but, uh, Chris, what do you expect out of this commander's team, and what does this team need to do to get a victory? Yeah, and this is going to be a true test. This is another one where if if this team – one week it looks like we were building, the next we got a you know, good thing going <laughs> at four and five, and it's just to a point where this is a game that, hey, you got this. Is the, if you want to be a playoff team, this is the team that you want to be, and this could be mm, something like where mm. this can bite you in the butt if you fail and you're still trying to make this, trying to make a run into the playoffs. So, this is a game that I definitely think that we need to have. Um, 
how it's going to work, I don't, it's going to be interesting. Um, if you look at it from that standpoint, I think the biggest key for us, I think if we can get win the turnover battle, we can because obviously. Geno Smith, I think he's had like six interceptions in the last four games. Mm. I think that's going to maybe a situation where we can uh, bounce back. But even though he, you know, last week, I know when they played Baltimore, he only had like one interception. But I definitely think if we could essentially get, you know, get to a point where we can turn the football over, because I think, I know we're not going to be able to, you know, as far as from their, their, um, their pass, you know, from, you know, their offense, as far as their wide receivers, they're going to have big days. It's like, like Smith and Joba. I think he's gonna cook. And that's one thing where it's like it's really like I look at these matchups now, like we are so so susceptible to having like a big play wide receiver just beat us and all that. But I think if we do that uh, far as turnover battle defense, that we can take care of that, I think that can help. Mm-hmm. And then another thing I think if on the offensive end, I think we need to run the football in this game because you look at um, like Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore put on like a show um from the running back um perspective last week. So if we can run the football and then also I call it the equal opportunity offense where get that running game going and then get other guys involved, you know, as far as, you know, um, Logan, get him involved um, passing-wise. Jahan, just get all the guys together. And like you said, we got like kind of a pick your poise type of offense. So I think those are going to be the keys if we – well, that when we will win against Seattle. I'll put it that way. I said we will. Hey, I'll, I'll put it in the air. I'll put it in the air. I'll put it in the air. First off, you said playoffs. I don't know why you keep saying why folks be saying playoffs. Like they gotta chill with the playoff talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, let, listen though. Well, ladies, one game you, with the time, you know, man. One game at a time. You, you know one of my favorite coaches, uh Randy Whitman. What did he what did he tell us? Well, ladies, years ago, this when we first got into media, he said, Know the mindset of your opponent. You failed yeah, to get the yeah. Bears. The Bears blew the biggest lead of the season to uh the Denver Broncos the week before, then Dick Buckets passed away and they came out and mopped you because you couldn't match the energy. Know that a team that just got that just got beat pretty bad in Baltimore, they're gonna come mm, out this week. You gotta match that energy, and I think that's on Coach Rivera to get his group ready. Just well, saying. the good thing about it is that like they're sick, like you like you mentioned, they're already underdogs, so don't gotta worry about trying to understand <laughs> where, whatever. They six and a half underdogs, they ain't like they favorite. Oh, okay. They six and a half underdogs, and they're going to Seattle. I don't think they should ever think they're they're better than Seattle going into that game. If they think they're going that game thinking that Seattle's sweet, they'd already fucked up about to laugh. About to curse. Right. Oh man, they're already freaking lost. <laughs> you see, I stopped myself. I stopped myself. They already, they already freaking lost. So they better not go into that game thinking like, oh, we playing Seattle. Gino they got Gino them got Molly Watt by the Baltimore Ravens. That's Baltimore. This ain't watch, they ain't watching it. So, right. like, yeah, I don't think that's that's gonna be the case. But I will say, like, yeah, to your point, we're with. It's, if you watched if anybody, if you forget being a fan, if you watched the Patriots game, you saw folks is wide open on certain plays. And Max Jones is, God bless his soul, but he's trash. So, like, Geno Smith, if you got DK Madcalf, I mean, Lockett's questionable, but he's probably going to play. Um, you got uh, Smith, I can't say his, I can't really say his name like that, but Smith mm-hmm. at Ohio State, um, the, the slot dude, he's talented. So they got dudes that can hurt you, and Geno got weapons. So, and if Washington doesn't put pre- like this is the thing everybody knows if Washington don't put pressure on Gino, Gino going he gonna find them dudes. You can't do what you do with Mac Mac Jones and give him time like that. You're gonna have to bring pressure because Gino is uncomfortable with pressure. I mean, I like I, I like Gino. Like I've watched Gino from West Virginia, like race. I've rooted for him with the Jets when he got his jaw broke. Um, <laughs> I rooted for him. Oh, and it, like when even when he's when the Giants is Eli's backup. So I like Gino. Like I like Gino, but. I know what what bothers Gino. You put you have to blitz Gino. You cannot go in that situation thinking that Casey Tuhill, Jay Smith Williams, you know what I'm saying? They're gonna bring pressure on their own out the, off the defensive end because of what Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. Truth be told, I'm not gonna put it on the ends. The Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne gotta dominate. Those two gotta dominate. If they don't dominate this, the 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 the, the two hills and the James Smith Williams dude, they don't ball. So they those two gotta dominate. If they can dominate and put pressure up front on Gino, then they'll be fine. If they can't put pressure on Gino, you're gonna see Gino cook. Like, like I say, let Russ cook. Gino gonna cook. So you gotta, you gonna have to put pressure on Gino. That's not good enough. So you got, so you got them winning. Okay, that's what's up, man. I'm proud of you. Like, I'm proud oh, of you. you know, we'll I'm proud see. Of you. Being a home. I, if, if, if they have the key, if they if they follow the plan, I don't know if they're gonna follow the plan or not. But oh. if they follow the plan. They can win this game. I'm gonna let you predict. I ain't predicting that squad. I can't do it. I, I, can't, yeah, I, can't, I, I can't do that for you. I can't do that. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Hey, Chris, man, thanks for being on, man. Before we let you go, 
Let our, tell our listeners again how they can catch you on social media and how can they catch the pod. CouchCoachLive.com, the website, and also social media, um, Couch Coach Live, pretty much anywhere, Facebook, X, YouTube as well, Couch Coach Live. Just check, check us out every Wednesday, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, but you can also check out on YouTube, you know, check cool. check these guys, check y'all out first, and then, hey, holler no, at I'll us. Go. Check you out, later. man. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Check you out, man. Don't do that. For check sure. you out, man. Check you out. Uh, yeah, I already subscribed to y'all, so. You're right, got you got a new subscriber sure. right now, so sure. it is what it is. All right, Chris, man, appreciate you, man. Thanks again, All man. Right. All right, man, take appreciate it. Easy. All right, All right thanks. All right, bro. All right. All right, man, Chris, man, Chris is a dope dude, man. Had like you were right. It was it was all burgundy and go everything. At first, I thought we had him. We never had him on here. It's okay. Then it was a good intro. Then all right, man. So it's time to talk some wizards. Uh, wizards. Then the wizards were up big. Now they. They were up big to Charlotte, to the Charlotte Hornets. And now they the Hornets, they were up by over 20, bro. It was about they was up by 20 plus. Now they now that Charlotte cut the lead to eight. Like who they were just up in at halftime. And now third quarter, they cut the eight. What's up with the Wizards, bro? Like for real. Like they I want to continue this discussion about culture. And the Wizards, Wizards. are trying to make a culture shift, which is why bro. they overhauled their front office. Mm-hmm. And they now bring in personnel that was available. As a result of some bad moves by the previous, uh, I don't. He wasn't a GM. What was Tommy? President of basketball? No, he wasn't. Even that. Was, yeah, but he, he basically was, like he, the GM, though, right? That's he basically. Was, yeah, basically. Right? So Tommy made some mistakes, but you, so you took what you could in order mm-hmm. to sort of start the overhaul and rebuilding process. And mm-hmm. Jordan Poole is catching a beating on social media just about the Wait, type of energy he brings to this culture. But I'm gonna say this about him: Jordan Poole has worked extremely hard to get where he is. Yeah. Considering he was in the G League, he wasn't somebody who was a, a big name in college playing in Michigan, even though he was so talented and still is very talented. Yeah. I just feel like if you're going to make a, a complete culture shift, you may need to consider making a coaching change. I'm not trying to knock West, but I don't know if West's defensive style is working because they're not playing good defense at this okay. point. They haven't since he's been here. Damn so man. I think you got to continue to make changes. But some of the guys on the roster – you can keep around. Why don't we going to talk about the rookie Bilal coming up? Kalabali, yeah. he, he's, yeah. he's got all the talent, potential. You uh-huh. have uh, Daniel Gaffer, who a lot of people consider him a poor man's Jared Allen, which Jared Allen is somebody who can do it all for you. Um, but when, when, he, when Daniel Gaffer plays against Jared Allen, you see that there's levels to, to that style of play, and Jared Allen's at the top of that. Even though Daniel Gaffer, man, he gives you 110%. You love him. Kyle Kuz was somebody who is a, a volume scorer, can shoot, streaky. I think you have pieces – it's just a matter of can you get a coach in here to maximize what you have and then, again, create a winning culture. I think that's what's lacking right now is there's no expectations this season and the team is performing like that. I don't – I mean, you know, I like Wes, so I don't even – like I don't hate him. I do I too. Like, I like Wes. Um, I don't know if he's the – I don't know if he's a problem. Um, I do know that the sum of the parts aren't winning basketball, so I know that does tend to hinder it. You got a dude in Jordan Poole who doesn't like playing defense and you you put a lot you allocate a lot of um you allocated a lot of, of resources into one i mean by in terms of on the on the court ish on the court like you want this guy to average 20 points to be one of your leaders and he just to me doesn't play winning basketball um i mean he's averaging 18 i mean if you look he's averaging 18 points a game roughly like you can say 19 uh shooting 43 percent uh from the from the from the field shooting 33 percent from three um it's not that, you know, somebody – I don't care typically about the field goal percentage. I don't care that, you know, he shoots about low 40, but it's just the shot selection. I think the slot, the shot selection, it, it makes his shooting percentage low because he takes so many bad shots. You know what I'm saying? Like, because truth be told, he's a good shooter. Like, he's a, he's a good shooter. You know, but if he took good shots and high, and, and high quality shots, his percentage would be far better. Like, he's a – I'm not to me the question on Jordan, the thing on Jordan Poole for me is like, I'm not sure, like, what would if on a winning team, what would you put him at? What would he be? Would he be your because I don't see him as a number one? Like, I don't see him as a number one, just the way he plays. Let me ask you this What do you view Trey Young as? Is he a number one to you? Yeah, because they win with him. I, 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 don't, I don't like because... shot, I don't like a shot selection, but they they I'm not the big so I'm the reason I'm saying this, I'm not the biggest Trey Young uh fan. But I acknowledge that he can lead a team. Like I, I acknowledge that he okay. can lead a team and improve a team. I can I acknowledge it. And he passes the ball though. Like he actually does pass the ball too, though. I asked about him because you had Nate McMillan as a coach there, but Quinn Snyder was brought in to 
bring a fresh voice again yeah it's like a culture shift yeah and you have a, a group that has the potential to win and you had to make a change and that's kind of what i'm seeing and trey young you uh. mentioned some of the criticism that he receives around league jordan Poole is very similar his shot selection uh effort is not there on defense a little bit skinny undersized, yeah. undersized i think with the right guy in place jordan Poole can can be a more effective player than what he's playing currently with it's washington possible. i really it's, do it's possible I so think I, I think west is kind of running out of time and i like yeah. west but i, I just think Maybe his his demeanor, his message is growing a bit stale because, like I said, his 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 yeah. his his onus is on defense, and and the team just isn't playing it. I would I would agree with that because that was you, that's a real valid point. I'm gonna hold you, but it, he showed it in the postseason. Jordan Poole showed you what he was in the postseason in, in with the with the with the Warriors, and it's and it's carried over to here. Like the same way he's played with the Warriors with a good coach, he did the same thing in the postseason. That's when he was coming off the bench. If you watch that second, he's doing the same exact thing. He shot bad shots when that's what pissed off the players in the postseason. He didn't play defense, and he didn't, and he and he didn't pass the ball like that. Yeah, well, so so the the noise around him is that once he got paid, his entire attitude changed, which led to the Draymond punch mm -hmm. because they were all like fed up with his behavior because at yeah. first he was just grinding because he wanted to, of course, he wanted tell. to get paid, yeah. and, and 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 they appreciated him when Steph yeah. was out. And during that, that championship run, Jordan Poole really stepped up. It's just he ended up getting paid. He gained some swagger. And then his entire attitude changed. So somebody has got to find that that guy that was wanting to make his space in the league, wanted to yeah. elevate his, his play, and he did. And then, of course, he switched up the game on him. See, I think about Jimmy Butler when I think about this. Jimmy Butler is somebody who grinds so hard to come so from nothing different. to something. And he, while his attitude has changed, his approach to the game has. Yeah, so somebody's got to be. Somebody's got to be able to find that, that that right. that motivation that Jordan Poole had when he was trying to make that that name for himself. I don't know. He don't get it because the, the the dude said, <laughs> the dude said my legacy is already supplanted after winning the championship. So I, I'm just playing for. Uh, that lets you kind of know where his uh, well, see, is. Okay, if that's the case, well, because like, yeah. you've been covering him. Yeah, he said that. Jordan yeah, Poole is not a guy that's going to help change the culture. Of this team. Yeah, because he said my so, I won a championship. My legacy is already he, there. I'm like, bro, you ain't got a legacy yet. You twenty like you twenty four. I don't like right? that mindset. Yeah, see, like, see that that's like Kobe winning that first title. Series. Yeah, like, he's written. It's already it's written. Kobe, so it's not the written. guys who got it. Kobe, LeBron has it. Where they they want to consistently win. Mm -hmm. They don't want to settle. They want to win every year. LeBron went to the finals how many years in a row because he wasn't ever satisfied. He wants right. to be considered the greatest ever. And you got to have that mentality, man. Yeah. And some guys had like Rip Hamilton had it. I'm not saying he's he did though. Kobe, he wanted to be better. Rip Hamilton had it. There are guys who you know what they bring to the table, what they bring to a team culture. So if that's the case, I'm trying to get a benefit out because I like Jordan Poole, to be honest. No, I, I know. I, I mean, I like to, yeah. I like, I like to, to your point, like be a G league yeah. leaguer. Because I liked him in Michigan. I thought he was really good at Michigan, actually. Um, yeah. I thought he was good at Michigan. So I liked Jordan Poole's game. And then when he was in the G League, and I saw you saw how he tr he tried, and I liked how Golden State developed them too. They were given the opportunity, especially when Steph was out. So they would play their young dudes, and they was playing Jordan Poole. So it kind of it helped him out in the long run because it helped his it helped his process his growth process in the NBA. Um, so I like the work to your point. I just don't like what what he is now. But maybe, like you said, bringing the right coach who can reach him because maybe Wes ain't Wes ain't the guy to reach him. But I don't know. To me, he's so out there, it's gonna be hard to reach somebody like that. But we'll see. Well, if you bring in a guy, I mean, you 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 you're not gonna find. I don't know. Like, like a Thibodeau. Like he would have to be so, like a Yeah, he would need a coach. Thibodeau. He would That's need why like Monty would have been good. Monty would have been good, man. I don't know if Monty would be good for him. He different. Like, kid different. I think he needs – because Monty, like – Monty a player coach. He's a player's coach to a certain extent. But he's but he's, he's just a good coach. Monty's just a good freaking coach. Um, you know what? Maybe Monty would be good for Because Monty benched Ivy and all them. And now Ivy and the, Wiseman want to get traded. So The, guy, the guys let, who – the guys who are top players around this league, they know who some of the best basketball yeah, they do. Monty Williams at the top of that list, man. Trust no, no, definitely. No, 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 I'm not saying hey, that. It comes from USA basketball in part, yeah. but also just again that Popovich tree is real, bro. It's yeah, real. it is. Cause I, I'm thinking like he need a disciplinarian. That's why I'm thinking like he needs somebody oh. who just don't. Oh, I feel well, like he needs that. You saw how Monty dealt with. You saw how uh, he dealt with. Um, Aiden. Yeah, Aiden. Yeah, yeah he, so no, no, no. He could do it. Now, if right. he need, if he needs to, he will. But he, he's yeah. also a great motivator. Yeah. Great motivator. True, real talk. He's done it with Ivy. Ivy don't. As good as Ivy don't even start, bro. So he's he's definitely Monty. Yeah, Ivy sounds yeah, yeah. So Monty definitely do his own. Got to earn it. You got to earn right, it. Man. All right. So um, Bilal Kalabali is averaging six points per game. 
I mean, from what you watch so far, um, any games you watch from him, have you seen growth in his potential? Um, it's too early on to say I've seen growth. Mm-hmm. I just see the the skill set and I see how his size translate translates to the NBA, his length, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, his ability to dribble. I think he has the opportunity to to be successful. But the question is gonna be this. We're talking about Jordan Poole, culture, yeah. all this stuff. Are you gonna build around him? I think you can actually. Oh, I think I you really can. do. I think you can build around him. I really him. do. So if he knows he's the guy, I think he's gonna do it all, I bro. So. I really do. I think so. I agree with you. I think you can build around him. I'm seeing growth from him. Um, mm-hmm. trying to pull up his stats too for tonight's game, but I'm seeing growth from him in terms of uh like he's shooting, he'll he's like willing to shoot the three now. And he's so confident. He's, he's getting more confident. He's getting more confident. Um yeah. and he could play defense. I mean, and truth be told. I mentioned, you know, he he got blasted, and a lot all of them got blasted by Boston. But something, you know, there's something about when you see when you play against some of the best talent in the world, like a Jason Tatum, a guy in your position, or a Jalen Brown, guys that you will probably be seeing for the next some odd years, and you compete against those individuals, and it's going it's going to make you a better basketball player. So I just think that for him, like he's going to become a better basketball player because of some of the experiences uh, in the NBA and who who he's getting to play against. Um, Kyle Bali only three points, but three points in 15 minutes. He made a three pointer, one for one for one for one from three. Um, but I do think they can build from from it. You know what I'm saying? So because he's a guy that right now he doesn't need the ball to be uber successful, because he plays good defense. He can move. We can move without the ball. So you don't got to run a lot of ISO. You don't have to run ISO plays for for him. So that's all dictate. It's gonna be dictated on point guard play and and what and whatnot. So there's not a lot of pressure on him. But I do think, like you said, Ray, you know. When he gets aggressive, you can see it. Because I, when I was covering the game, I asked Wes. I was like, I asked Wes until, um, you know, in that game. That actually was the Boston game. It was the Boston game. I said, you saw him, like, you saw him earlier in the game, like, hesitate on jumpers. Like, he hesitated. He didn't want to shoot the three. Like, he had it open, but he just hesitated after his three ball got blocked. And then, then Wes said in the second half, you know, you saw his aggression. And then, you know, he was finishing around the basket. And you could see that from that, from that point on. Throughout the multiple multiple games since the Boston game, I feel like he's been like you said, Ray. He's been more aggressive, so I do see it. I think he's a guy you can build him. Definitely can build around, man. I'm not gonna hold you. If you look at these French French guys, Batum, Tony Parker, Wimby, all they, of them, they are last. Tough as nails and they and last. Gobert, you can hit Gobert if you want. all you want. Yeah, you can hit all you want to. I agree. I agree. Go, Gobert, Gobert's right there. Like these guys, they come to play. What's the what's the boy that light skinned dude that played for? He's he's played for. Um, Dang, he can shoot. Play for Orlando. He just played for Knicks recently. I can't think of his name right now. Good gosh. Oh, sure, Bradley Bill choked him out <laughs> um, a couple years back. Okay, he can't shoot. He can't. Oh, 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 oh. The, is he friend? I need you talking about. Is he light? He's not really light skin. He thought he's white. What are you talking about? Uh, Lef- no, he's light skin. Is that light skin? I need you talking about, though. He shoots a three. He used to play for Orlando. He used to play for uh, another yeah, he team. Play for, for the Knicks. Yeah, he's he been Orlando. He's been around. Yeah, man. it's like he's he, he a white boy. He, you sure? He, well, he's, 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 he's I know. I know. He's, 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 I know. He's talking about. He's not white. Is you sure? He's not white. What's his name? Friends. Um, I'm looking Orlando. I'm, a, I'm, I'm about to look him up now. Real yeah, quick. please look him up, man. Um, I know you talking about because he shoot threes too. Number fifth was he fifteen? Bro, it's it's so obvious because he's actually a uh, he's not he's a halfway like Evan. No, he's not. He's not. No, he's a good guy. Huh? Fournier, yeah, he, Fournier, Fournier, yeah, Fournier. Fournier. So, there you go. So yeah. Again, all, all these dudes I'm naming from France, like I said, yeah. Batum, Fournier, um, Gobert, Tony Parker, Wimby. These dudes can hoop, man. And Calabali, he's one of those, he's one of them, bro. Yeah, he can like, hoop. I wouldn't be shocked if French basketball, including his brother, they run the, the the world scene for a while. They they win in the Olympics and 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 the World Cup because these dudes, I think, are that good for real. Well, France, you think France can win the World Cup? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. They, they can win the, the U.S., you mean the, the Olympics? They can win the Olympics, you mean? Yeah, I think so. I'm talking about the future with these young dudes, the, 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 the talent they got. Oh, Wimpy and uh, Bilal? Yeah, possible. Yeah, possible. absolutely. Wimpy's a problem. They got, they, got a, they got a mob over there, man. No, no Wimpy's a problem. Wimpy's a problem. He, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's his guy. I'm telling you, I, I think he's just as tough as as what is described to Wimpy and Tony I think he's tougher than Wimpy. I think he's tougher than Wimpy. I mean, tougher. I ain't not better, but tougher than when. I, oh, 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 I, I yeah. got what you're saying. Yeah, I don't think he's. I think. He, all right, so I'm not gonna talk about like the Wizards playing game, but your thoughts about the like not the playing game, but the end season tournament. The your tournament thoughts tournament. about your thoughts about the NC tournament at period. Forget the Wizards element. Just, just, just period, bro. We are gonna talk. About I'm it. not gonna lie. I'm not feeling it. Thank you. Thank you, right? Am I the only one? I thought I was, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I'm glad. Um, I ain't feeling it either, I, I, bro. I know. I was watching. I was watching Fox. Uh, I don't have a problem with saying that. I still watch Fox. 
and these these guys were loving the design of the courts and things of that nature and that's that's great ain't that the we big have, three have they, don't they do that in the big three though aren't they isn't that the, how the big three courts look um am i wrong they're they're trying to increase the incentive in terms of guys wanting to play each yes. each night that that's mm -hmm. the whole purpose of it so you don't have guys sitting out as much mm -hmm. and it's a good segue to our next segment because james harden people mm -hmm. forget we criticize james Harden for who he is now and i get it yeah. i get the criticism but that brother used to play all 82 games all the that. time man right. and, it, and his body's wearing down because he he never took nights off he mm -hmm. was a, a a guy that you could rely on in terms of you got a ticket you knew you're gonna see james harden yeah. so that's what that's what the NBA is trying to get back to. They want their stars playing every night. They don't want guys sitting out. So they say, okay, you can win this in-season tournament, and <laughs> you need you can you can be a full strength because you want to make sure you win this tournament. I just don't. I just I think they could have did better uh, in terms of just making the game fresher, or mm -hmm. or maybe for real for real, it's decreasing the games that probably be the best thing for these guys. Not I can't. I, 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 I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to. But I eighty-two can. games is a lot for these dudes on a hard on hardwood courts to travel. They don't get as much sleep. I just think that's so the soft, best man. way to, to maximize. So that's why the, the beginning of NBA season is always like amazing. You be like, dang, like these yeah. games play so hard, and then it tapers off somewhere. That's fair. You know, and, uh, around like mid to late November, around Christmas, it rears back up because now all eyes are mostly on you. And then playoff time is when everybody's like, okay, I'm happy. I'm happy to see the NBA again. So mm -hmm. there, there's where you need to uh, attack some of the 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 lack of star power issues where players like Kawhi are like you know what I ain't I'm not playing what's the point of playing tonight against the Pistons I'm not doing it but the in season tournament no I want to play against the Pistons tonight because I want to win the in season tournament that, I don't I even know like, how <laughs> important I don't even know how that is important I'm trying to figure out why I mean money I guess but because they it says in season turn in season tournament because you still play at home you playing yeah, at home I, you still playing at home like you don't I don't get it. It's a regular season game for real. It's put the they just put in. That's like all right, real talk. Not to be stupid, but it's just like I don't know about you growing up, but for me, like we do our little three on three. You, know, you play three on three basketball, like as a little kid, or whatever. And then you just make a tournament, like you make a rec tournament, like not no real organization, but yeah, we just do. All right, we're gonna make a list or shoot a paper. You to see nine seeds. If you win, you go here. You win, like literally. That's what it sounds like to me. It's like a. It's like a summertime tournament. Like you just make it up a tournament, like a three-on-three -three tournament. Okay, so if you're not going to decrease, if you're not going to decrease the name of games, then you got to do better at the CBA. It's going to be a lockout because the players got more. They got too much control. I don't know. I got, that's that why. That's why they can sit out games. That's why. Yeah. That they, there are times where they don't. They don't play as hard, man. They, they are in control, bro. They, they get paid a lot of money. It's all guaranteed yeah. and. That hey. term of crap is trash. I don't know. I don't get that. Don't yeah, know. it's not. It's not helping motivate. It ain't, ain't motivating me, bro. It's not. I'm sorry, but you mentioned James Harden. Uh, you know, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk about, it, but last week the L.A. Clippers traded uh, star guard James Harden. Uh, I mean, not, they traded. Say, sorry, they, the, the Sixers traded uh, star guard James Harden to the clip to the Clippers um, for multiple picks and players or whatever. So in his first game with the Clippers against the Knicks uh, in Madison Square Garden, Harden scored 17 points, had six assists. Mm -hmm. But the Clippers still lost. All right, for you, right? Does this, you know, they got a, they got a, they got a big time roster. They got Harden, Kawhi, Paul George, and Russ. And, I mean, Russ. Just you no, know, these are four Hall of Famers right there for real. NBA Hall of Famers or basketball Hall of Famers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, does this move make the Clippers a true contender out of the West? I think they're already contenders, even without James Harden. But mm. I'm not going to say he moved the needle simply mm. because of like i said the mileage he has i love his game i love him as a passer you know he's an underrated passer man no, he's, James a passer, passer. Man. he's a great James passer. Harden gets he's his a team great passer. Ball, great and russ always brings energy i think them playing off of one another or when russ is not on the court then you got Harden on the court and vice versa i think that's the best thing mm -hmm. for coach tyloo um but it, it comes down to health and again with james Harden having so many miles with Kawhi, his injury history with paul george's in injury history i just don't think they can hold up and be durable enough to go seven games with a team like Denver. Because if you're going to upset That's the defending champions, it's going to go seven. And yeah. I don't know if these guys, like kind of like Chris Paul struggles with once the postseason comes around, his health starts to deteriorate because it's just a lot of basketball, a lot of hard playing games on the road. Intensity is high and, and, and against these younger athletic dudes like a Jamal Murray. I just don't think they can compete with that because of 
Father Time, bro. That's the thing. So I, I, I like the move, and I think that maybe Western Conference Finals might be where they, they reach their peak because Denver's the best team in the West flat out. Mm-hmm. And if they uh, beat them, you're going to need to infuse young talent maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's going to be hard because I feel like there's the spacing isn't going to be the same because uh, James Harden needs the ball in his hand. He's, and he hasn't shown – like James Harden now – that's what he is now. I don't know if it's a it's a championship squad. I will say it's wild. I do think James Harden, OKC, though, would make it a championship squad, though. The OKC James Harden. Oh, Houston James Harden. Of course, he was that guy, man. I, but I know. I mean, I'm, watched, well, that, well, that one. But I didn't even – like that one, um, yeah. But I even think the one from OKC would, though. Because the one from OKC didn't really have to have – he wasn't super ball dominant. Mm-hmm. The one OKC wasn't ball dominant. Like he could do – he could score from multiple areas. It wasn't like he was trying to get fouled. It was like he was just playing ball, like he was hooping. Um, when he got to Houston, then it was a whole, you know, it was like, all right, the art of you know getting getting to the getting to the line. Um, was it like you said, right? An amazing playmaker, like passing and finding his teammates. That's not gonna be a problem. Um, because the issue for James Harden is James Harden's gonna be great in the regular season. I don't think that anybody's gonna take that away. He's gonna be great in the regular season because he's gonna be able to go to the line, he's gonna be able to uh to um get other players involved. He's going to be able to score. He's going to do all that type of stuff. That's because James Harden's just that type of dude. Um, but in the postseason, it's going to be more of an issue because, you know, in the postseason, referees swallow the whistle. So those players you was getting foul calls, you're not going to get that in the postseason. So if you're trying to get fouled rather than trying to make buckets in the postseason, you're going to be hindered. That's what, like, that's why, as well, late great Kobe Bryant, when he used to assess James Harden's play, he was like, I love James, James' play. But in the postseason, his game doesn't translate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because they're not going to, and he didn't say like there wasn't a knock on him, but it's because those referees aren't going to give you the same foul calls that you're accustomed of getting in the, in the regular season, the postseason. Cause you're not going to get like when you're trying to shoot the three and you know, you do whatever and you get touched on the, you may get touched on the three. They're not going to call that. You go to the line and try to draw a foul. They're not going to call it. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to have to try to look like you're trying to make a basket. So that's the thing. Like, does he take if he could take that out of his game and then play a role with you know the hierarchy in terms of who's the star of the squad, which should be Kawhi? If they can all say Kawhi to do, then Paul, then if you want to say, because I think Russell's had Russell had no ego. Like people try to hate on Russell. Russell got no ego. Then then Harden, then Russ, Russ just facilitate, do this, do his thing as being the guy just to lead lead the whole team, be the leader. I think they could be a championship squad. But I don't know if James has it in him anymore, man. Like, the stuff that you hear from, like, him at the presser saying, I'm a system. I am a system. Like, him saying stuff like that. Like, I don't know if James has that in him anymore to worry about, you know, trying to fit in a roller or play winning basketball. I'm not sure anymore. Because I like James. I've always I've always stood up for James Harden. Yeah, when people used to try to blame him for playoff losses. But it getting to a point where I'm just not sure anymore. No, it's not about that, man. It's just when you when you're young, you know. Of course, you got a, you got a lot of energy. You mm-hmm. have a, a different type of outlook on the game, and he had that back then. Like you yeah, said, he, he did it to his role perfectly. Okay, he did. He did. And now he's running into younger teams who have that now, like the Boston Celtics of the world and, and the and the Denver Nuggets. And like I said, it's going to take a whole lot, my guy. Yes. In order to in order to knock Back. off in order to knock off the Denver Nuggets. Um, I know we have a comment. Yeah, yeah Dujane uh, is a distraction, not a system. I, I think he tries to maintain yeah. some type of swag. Definitely, I think that that's more so a confidence thing for him. But I, I would agree. Like I said, that's the that's the the criticism of him around the league is that he doesn't he doesn't help your team. He's all about self. And anytime he gets unhappy, he gains weight. He wants to move on. He's just he's just a, a, yeah. a pain. Like like John Wall was excited to get a fresh start in the Rock in Houston, and he totally kind of ruined it for him. He, he did. He ruined it. For John Wall. He, he, went to, he went to Brooklyn, pushed his he way did. out, went to. Go goes to Philly, re resigns in the summer, but then tries to push his way out. Daryl Morey really vouched for that dude, man. I feel yeah. like he just, I don't know, bro. Uh, it's it's a tough it's a tough call in terms of chemistry and how he brings, and how he brings maybe like he's saying distraction to the locker room. But I just feel like from a health standpoint, these guys got too much mileage. Their injury history is what it, it's, it's what it is, and I don't think they can compete with the younger the younger teams out west, mainly Denver, who's. They're, they're they're totally the the best squad in the league right now. Boston's right there, but in a different conference, yeah. of course. The Clippers are the Clippers always. The stepchild <laughs> to, to, to go. Step child. Go Lakers. You ain't lying, bro. You ain't lying, dude. Today, I, I I ain't here to you know. 
I hear to chant the Lakers, you know, propaganda, though I am. Lake show, lake show. Um, but I'm to me, you're right though, bro. You're right. I don't, it's his track record that kind of gets me. It's his track record. But I'm going to ask you this question. Individually speaking, forget the Clippers. Do you think that a team a, a team can win a championship with James Harden? And James Harden at a at a at a at a high play a high level role, not just you know trying to get a check or being a role player, like not just being a guy to try for ring chasing. Can he really win a championship being a high level player? No. Mm. No, I'm just going to simply say that just for all the reasons I've already said, I yeah, just don't think it's possible. Again, I think he could be a facilitator, but based on him saying I'm a system, I don't think he wants to be <laughs> this this playmaker. I mean, he could average 10 assists a game easily. easily oh, easily, um, man. Easily. And I don't think easily. he wants to be that guy, unfortunately. But yeah. uh, I still love his game. Um, Me too. I I, it's, just unfor- it's just unfortunate. And then also the work ethic, you know, at the strip club at 2.30 in the morning and showing up at the, at the game late, things of that nature, or at the last minute. Um, that that's the thing. He didn't do that at one point, from what I understand. He didn't. He didn't. Yeah, I heard. I heard he wasn't that guy. Like I said, he used to play all eighty-two games. He would be uh, a guy that you would be excited to see in the playoffs because you would want to see how far he could take a team. And that one year against Golden State, it looked. It, they had it looked good. It, it looked, looked like good. Told me I had Chris Paul. Yeah, man. Yeah, good. Chris Paul got hurt. Yeah, they looked there good. Go. They looked, yeah, so, so, look good. So he he had some opportunities, man. But uh, then he was that lifestyle, bro. That lifestyle. And then <laughs> that he was lifestyle, with... brother. Yeah. They he... talk about uh, Lemon Pepper Lou. I wonder what we can call him, man. Shoot. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the worst thing they can do is serve wings at places like strip clubs, bro. That's, that's terrible, man. I don't get why they do that. Wings and drinks. That's the worst wings thing. Wings and do. drinks and, and stripper juice. That don't make that don't that don't that don't mesh. <laughs> that don't mesh, man. That's not a and, thing and, that kind of and then you try to play a game that night, man. No yeah, thing. that don't that don't work. That don't that's no, not sir. that should that should not be a thing. That should never be a thing. All right, man. It's time to close this show out. But yeah, I to, to, to close it out though. Yeah, James Harden. Don't think you're. I don't think you're championship worthy. But I do hope you. I do. I would like you to get a ring, though. I'm gonna lie. I think because I like Ray. I've always been. A, I've been a fan of his game. He's I still a hall of famer without the ring, regardless. Oh no, no, he's a hall of famer. Yeah. Them stats are self-explanatory. Yeah. He's a hall of famer. He's definitely a hall of famer. Hey, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Tune In, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, follow us on X. I want to say Twitter on X at urban sports scene ig at urban sports scene and like our urban sports scene facebook page make sure you subscribe to the urban sports scene youtube channel as well hit that red if you're on youtube hit that red subscribe button and like like again like this video um also check out the home of the urban sports scene empire media at empiremedia.com and this show can be found on the podcast dc app download the podcast the podcast dc app to hear all of the amplifier shows as well as other great content all right man this has been a great show i appreciate chris for being on appreciate all the guests for tuning in and chatting i mean all the uh listeners for tuning in and chatting anyway you've been listening to the urban sports scene for ages deuces a mega hey first off acknowledge ray a mega lead us out big homie Peace.